Hello fabulous followers and welcome to this week's Totem Talks. I'm Mark Smith. I'm Helen Fruin. And today we are going to be talking, uh, oh it's a tricky one today. So mm. we're going to be talking about hybrid working but not again. So previous podcasts, maybe one or two ago, we did talk about hybrid working. This is a little bit different. We're going to be talking about how to navigate that whole shebang because it frankly it's getting messy is it not <laughs> i think we could call this the mindset of flexibility yes i think where we're coming at from with this entire podcast is that we are both employer and employee we work with employers and we also work with employees and we see that everybody is finding this quite difficult <laughs> <laughs> yes everybody is and Lots of employers are just kind of running with it and seeing what sticks. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, there are a couple of big investment banks, big banks who say you can't come back in the workplace unless you've been vaccinated. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Um, a lot of people are also saying that if you're comfortable going out to a restaurant with your family, you should also be back in the office. Again, that's a, that's a very rough point. A lot of employees are saying, I don't want to go back in the office. I've really enjoyed being at home. Some employees are saying, I badly need to get in the office because I live in a one-bed shoebox and uh, with 16 housemates, so I need to be liberated. It just seems like there's going to be a whole period of time where people need to just work this out. So employers need to work this offering out. Employees need to work this offering out. And in the middle of that, we do seem to be seeing a lot of uh, employees just quitting which is a fair enough call if if you've got the kahunas to do it and you know fully support that but it may just be worth pressing pause on that thought for a second before you pull the trigger and here is why when we went into lockdown and people started working from home for many people the first time ever there was no choice needs must you got over it mm -hmm. you made it work even if it wasn't working you made it work now we've got time to think and time to reflect on whether or not we'd like to go back in the office. And most of us will naturally say, I don't want change. Mm -hmm. So even if I wouldn't have wanted change in the first place to work from home, now I've got the option to change or not to change. I'm thinking, well, I don't want to change, so I'm going to quit where I can go and get a job where they will just let me work from home. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, if, if you were forced back now, there was like the anti-COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it meant everybody yeah. was forced to work in the office you'd just get used to it again because we adapt. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. And so if we quit before trying something out, we've had no opportunity to see if actually this could have worked really well for us and it could have worked really well for our business. And maybe by quitting and going to another company, we see that the grass actually isn't greener mm -hmm. and we end up coming back. Suggestion in a few media outlets that we're going to see a boomerang effect of people coming back uh, yeah, I read that to their article, previous yeah. employer. Uh, so why do we say don't just quit? Because we've got to give things a go. And in fairness, even if you do quit and go somewhere else, your new employer is probably having the same struggles. That is absolutely And true, also yeah. working this out. Even if your new employer was to say to you, this is a working from home contract, they're likely to say at some point, come into the office for a meeting, come into the office for a big team celebration. Are you really then going to say, no, I refuse to ever come into an office we all need to have a mindset of flexibility right now mm -hmm. because nobody has a perfect answer most employers want to be flexible 
And so we need to be flexible too as employees. Mm-hmm. And that's not just to lay it completely at the employee's feet in terms of responsibility here. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the employers. Um, I think there are some industries where flexibility is just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind, I think everybody, um, what we're talking about is an absolute blessing here. So we're, we're all sort of saying, oh, I don't know if I want to go back into the workplace. You know, there were, there were people on the front line who have, we, we have stood and we have clapped for them, yep. given them a, a, a mediocre pay rise for that work. They don't have a choice. So there is, there is a bit of a blessing here in terms of us being able to have this conversation mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, but for an employer, um, I think the idea that you're going to try and blanket everybody into one or two different pigeonholes, we're seeing an awful lot of pushback from that. So if that is your current HR strategy, in terms of getting people back into the office, I would give you a word of caution against that. You're going to get a lot of resistance from your employees. I have seen in the last few days, one of our clients attempting to do this rather well. Uh, They've come up with a sort of a sliding scale, one to five, one being... uh, Like 100% back in the office. 100%, five being you're completely remote. And the idea being that they're also setting expectations with that sliding scale. So a three, for example, is two days a week in the office. And there are other expectations being set against those five different uh, choices, if you like. So it's a bit like a buffet menu for their employees. And I think at the moment, they're just trying to gauge appetite for what people actually want. Well, there's that and there's... Because we need to have both sides of the conversation, right? What would you like? Mm. So some people, like you say, living in a one-bed shoebox, I want to be in the office all the time. Maybe I'd like to work from home Fridays. Mm -hmm. And some people thinking, no, I really want to stay more working from home. Okay, that's what you want. Now let's also encourage the conversation with your manager about what your manager wants Mm -hmm. and what the business needs. Is that one that's for me? Yeah. Yeah. What does the business need? Um. What I do find rather interesting, though, is having spoken to a few sort of finance operations mm. people in the last six to eight weeks, a number of companies have benefited massively from people working from home mm. because they've saved costs in terms of the office. Mm-hmm. They've saved t- costs in terms of printing and electricity, mm. heating, air conditioning, all of those things. And they, they do add up when you're running a large office complex. They've also benefited from people working more hours at mm-hmm. home. And that is actually quite naughty. It, there are people within larger organizations who are thinking, actually, productivity might not be up, but hours worked is up. And therefore, our, our output is greater when people are working from home because it's far harder to manage boundaries when an employee is working from home. You know, they just let work bleed out into sort of six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And that's also been the case that there was nothing else to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So at least now, you know, if it gets to seven o'clock and you're still working, you might have someone saying, oh, I thought we were going out for dinner this evening or mm. I thought you were going to come around to your friend's house. You know, you've had a fair few months of, well, I may as well work because there's literally nothing else for me to do. Yeah, that, that is true. That is very true. But you know, that is going to start to change. And so it'd be interesting to see how sort of the operational side of business begin to remodel their thinking and to see, actually, we've we've skipped a beat here. We've we've missed out on all of these costs. Yay. But now we need to start bearing them back again. So it, it is an interesting dynamic. And it's just it's a journey, I think, for the next six months, maybe. At least. Do you think? Absolutely. And what I really appreciate 
that the organizations who I would say are doing this very well are talking about a test and learn mindset, a flexibility mindset, Mm -hmm. because we're trying to work out something new. Mm. Uh, You know, if any organization is saying, let's go back to exactly what we did pre-COVID, it's a massive missed opportunity. Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. The organizations we're seeing that are saying, we don't know what the answer is, and there probably isn't one size fits all answer to your point about, well, you can either do this or you can do that. That's too limited. But to say, well, how do we do flexible? How do we say, you know, okay, so you like going for a run in the morning and someone else likes picking up their kids at three o'clock and someone else likes to work later in the evening because they're a night owl. How how do we then collaborate as a team? How do we, well, let's start having those conversations. Let's start thinking about how we try that out and say, oh, no, that really didn't work. Let's try something different. Oh, that's working quite well. Let's try something different and see over six months, maybe longer, what actually works for us and what works for the business. Mm. So flexible mindset, um, that's one of those glib statements. You know, when someone says, don't get angry, mm. just think positive, mm. be flexible in your approach. What, what do we really mean? What do we mean by that? Give me some, give me some practical stuff. So, I mean, ultimately it's being open to the idea that no one else has the correct answer so so often when we're we're looking to our employer and we say well you need to give me the answer just accepting that they don't have the answer is often not a happy place right Mm -hmm. I want my boss to give me the answer Mm. what if we all accept that there isn't an answer there is let's have a conversation let's see what we think might work best let's try that out Let's review how that worked and let's adapt. Mm. If we bring that openness, so it's a willingness to say, nobody has the answer. Let's have a conversation. Let's work it out. Is that practical enough? I'm going to say yes. (laughs) I've got a squint on my face. I know I have. Um, I think I'm going to say no, actually. I'm going to change Mm. my mind. I'm Mm -hmm. going to say no. Um, I, I think it, it sounds, sounds a bit twee. A bit twee. A bit twee. I think for me, when we're talking about a flexible mind step, it's about taking a bit, a big step back and okay. just, you know, I think the frustration is where, where, I'm, where I'm coming from. I think yes. it's going to be a lot of frustration over the next six months. And it's very, very difficult to have an open mind mm. and to, to, to be, uh, forgiving mm. when you're feeling frustrated with circumstances or individuals or the corporation that you're working for. Um, but I think taking a step back, and I mean that physically mm. as well as... How do I look at this situation? Yeah, I mean, a- remove yourself from it. I mean, set better boundaries maybe with your work hours. Give yourself permission to just step back and really assess. And like I said at the beginning, if some people are deciding to quit their jobs, that could actually be a really good thing for them and I'm not naysaying that at all when I talk about taking a step back I also mean slowing down you're thinking mm. don't take a step back in anger and is that a song don't take a step <laughs> back in anger and um, you know just just rush to a decision I mean really take a step back breathe block out your diary for a few hours just think slowly about what's going off the situation and also recognize that this is potentially an opportunity for you so it's a great opportunity to influence upwards. It's a great opportunity to test that skill of influencing. Uh, it's not going to come up too often. Companies quite at the moment are quite malleable 
in terms of how they're going to be approaching things. So when when has that happened before? Yeah, so that a company you know, takes a complete look at how we work, how where we base people, and we are open to very different conversations. That is a unique opportunity absolutely. in time. So make sure, make, just make sure you've got a place at the table. You can't you can't influence if you're uh, and then you notice. Um, so yeah, just recognise it's a it's a really unique situation. Probably not going to happen again in our lifetime. And uh, take advantage. Take advantage. So then we're saying that a mindset of flexibility is to take a step back, to recognize that if we're frustrated, doing anything in anger, doing anything in frustration is not going to be helpful, right? So if I hand in my notice because I'm frustrated that nobody's given me an answer on how many days I'm expected in the office, I'm missing an opportunity. So notice when we're frustrated, notice when we're angry and think about well, what can I do to see this from a different perspective and maybe even see it as an opportunity. Absolutely. So that's that's the employee, from the employee perspective, you know, have a flexible mindset. As a manager, how are you going to do that? How are you going to look after those people? Again, it comes down to a conversation, right? How are we as managers meeting with our teams and one-to-one with each person in our team to say, what has worked well for you? Mm. If, if you have been working from home nonstop since March 2020, what has actually worked well for you? What have you discovered? You know, you like going for a run in the morning. You like picking up your kids from school. What has worked well for you about this time? And what would you like to keep? And from my perspective as your manager, what would be even better in terms of being able to collaborate, being able to get together? You know, if we were writing up our 2022 plan, mm-hmm probably want to do that face to face with a flip chart yeah you know there's huge benefits to that right so the things that we've moaned about over the past many many months uh can we talk about how it would be better to do some of those things face to face agree on how we want to do those things do we want to say maybe we don't make any rule of how many days a week you have to be in the office maybe we ask everybody to be in on one set day because that's the day when we do that annual plan or maybe we say that there's one day a week where we want everybody in but then it's up to you what you do the rest of the time maybe it's one day a month it doesn't have to be a set number of days per week it could be two days this week and five days next week but the point is we start having the conversation about what seems best for each individual and again, what does the business need? And I, there's a there's a challenge for me about what's the difference between what my manager says they want and what the business needs. Oh, they're usually hugely different. Well, what the manager says they want, surely they're going to say, well, I'm saying that because that's what the business needs. <laughs> well, I know enough managers who've got no idea what the business needs. <laughs> They've got every idea what they need. Um, and I, I was actually going to bring this up. I, I, I wondered if this is... Actually going to sort the wheat, the wheat from the straff or whatever. that Wheat from the chaff. Wheat from the chaff. Thanks I don't actually know what that means. No, I don't either. I think it <laughs> means the good stuff from the bad stuff. I do understand that. I don't mind. I don't know literally what it means. Yeah, I think um, in terms of managers with experience, I think you'll, and this is, this is really interesting. I think a lot of managers will be tapping out at this point and saying, I. People management is not for me. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it face to face. I definitely can't do it now that it's actually like six or seven different juggling balls in the air. Um, you know, we've got six, seven members of staff who are all different working patterns, have massively yeah. different needs. Um, yep. So actually, that that could be a that could be interesting to keep our eyes on in terms of uh, middle management. It requires a skill set, a, a huge skill set. Yeah, that many managers, you know, we, we've generally gone with equality, right? 
I, I'm your manager. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. treat you all the same. Yeah. You're all going to get a one hour, one-to-one yeah. with me <laughs> once right. a month. Yeah. You know, in the inclusive leadership space, we talk about fair yeah. being better than equal. Yeah. How That's do I true. treat you fairly by understanding your needs and adapting to your needs? Most of our managers are not equipped for that. Yeah, and that's management, aka uh, uh, industrial revolution style. So that's exactly. you, know, you put one in, you get one out, kind of. Treat everyone the same, yeah. get them to do the same job, wear the same uniform. Yeah. It's not worked for a long time, but many of us are still yeah. stuck. Ooh. Mm. Well, that's quite a juicy thought, actually. Could be an opportunity there for us to provide some development for those managers. Oh, really? We should start a business. <laughs> <laughs> should we start a business developing managers? Yeah, let's start a, let's let's start talk a about business. how do you be a good hybrid manager? Well, for a start, you've got to have some emotional intelligence and recognize that equally treating your employees equally is not the best way to go. It's equitably. Equitably. Oh dear, that's, that's a pickle of a I had a really good conversation, actually, with um, a delegate on an inclusive leadership workshop this week who said it really stood out to them the difference between equal opportunities and equal outcome. Mm. So when we say equal opportunities or treat people equally, it's like, oh, well, you know, every, everyone's got the same chance. Everyone's got the, actually, what are we doing to recognize that to get to an equality of outcome, everybody can achieve their best or everyone can achieve our target that we've set. Mm-hmm. We need to treat people differently to help them get there in the way that works best for them. Mm. So interesting, mm. actually. There could be an awful lot of middle management just... Uh, looking for our support. Looking for our support. Oh, <laughs> we are here to help, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and to all those who do not identify as ladies or gentlemen. Absolutely. Well, with that rather interesting thought of, uh, you know, starting a business that where we support middle managers uh, in their management journey, see our website for more details. Let's call it a date. It's a beautiful day here at Totem Towers. I can't believe how sorry it is. I'm going to go and drink some gin. Have a lovely week, everybody. We shall see you soon. Thank you.